Well, mecca lecca hi, mecca hiney hiney ho. Welcome back to the fishbowl. My name is Bob, and you are... Perfecto. Live from the island of Misfit Toys. This, of course, is the podcast you press play on. Congratulations, Bob's Fishbowl. Before we get to the questions tonight, my partner in crime over there, the extra-dimensional Fish B, I just want to double down on the original thought I had last night that Jesus is just an aid Santa. I know you might want to dismiss that as moronic fodder, but no, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. In fact, it's the only way the Bible and Christmas make sense. Because if I'm being completely candid, I've been to the Arby's Methodist Church here in Spokangelis with my grandmother many a time. In fact, when I was in elementary school, my mom made me sing in the youth choir for a year at the Arby's Methodist Church. I'm familiar with their work. But my entire life, as I sat in the pews and I listened to the stories, I'm like, wow, those are nice stories, but they don't make sense. I just had a tough time buying it from the get-go. Maybe I'm too skeptical. Maybe I'm too suspicious. I don't know. But the possibility that Jesus died for our sins after living a beautiful life as a Jewish carpenter and so on, and fish maker and food maker and wine maker, that Jesus got around. That after his life, he went up to heaven hung out with his dad for a while, but eventually he's got to move out of his dad's house, right? He's got to get out. And where does he go? The only place he can go with any kind of solemnity. Other than, of course, meeting Mrs. Claus, a.k.a. Mary Magdalene. And then he makes, they make all kinds of elves, all kinds of elves, because Santa Jesus, super sperm, makes little people elves that live forever and work at a workshop. And then he went out one day and he rounded up a bunch of reindeer. And then in a Jesus-like miracle, made one of the reindeer have a red nose. It's the only way that this biblical mythology makes sense. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Uh, I wasn't going to go to church this year, but now I'm gonna, now that I get it. What, Fish B? Do, do you have a question before we get started? All right, what, 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 is, your, uh, what is your question? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Where in the fuckity fuck are my fucking instruments? Nice language, Fish B. Not, I mean, we were just talking about the, 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 the glory, the glory of our Lord Jesus Santa Claus. And then you just, you just bring this show way down to the basement. Um, let's just, um, let's imagine a world where for the good of the group and for my own mental sanity, and because I didn't know what to get an extra-dimensional fishbowl for Christmas, there's not a lot of options on Amazon. When you search Christmas gifts for fishbowl, there's nothing. So imagine a world where I wrapped up your guitar, your Latin triangle, and your 
internationally famous bass guitar, the five-string fretless, just like Lester the Molester Claypool of Primus and other bands. So they're, uh, they may or may not be wrapped upstairs. Yes, uh, whatever, whatever. So tonight's show, we're going to make it another casual Friday. And I love casual Fridays. 17 questions. Let's go. Proceed. Full speed ahead. Vroom, vroom. Question one. Other than the beginning of a new decade, what's the significance of 2020? Well, obviously in 2020, we have an existential presidential election for the United States of America. In a fact, much less known, 2020, it's also the Chinese year of the optometrist. What exactly is Mayor Pete's wine cave? Yes, this came up in the debate last night. All the fellow debaters, all Mayor Pete's Democratic rivals, jumping all over his junk on behalf of the wine cave. Uh, Mayor Pete's wine cave is how he smuggles bottles of wine onto airplanes. Mayor Pete's wine cave. Does NBA superstar Steph Curry have leaked naked pictures on Twitter? Now, that was the rumor as of today. I have not seen the pictures. Steph Curry has adamantly denied those pictures, not him. The Golden State Warriors also released a statement saying, Steph Curry, not him. And those kind of denials only lead me to believe the only rational conclusion. Yeah, it's probably him. I'm not, he's a very handsome man, Steph Curry. I mean, have you seen his mother for God's sake? But I'm not, uh, uh, it's not at the top of my Google list for the weekend. I'll tell you that. Question four, speaking of weekends, are you going to keep it Brockmire this weekend? You know, I've had some health issues lately and I've been, I've been trying to keep it real, but tomorrow, the last Saturday before Christmas, I'm going over to my friend's house. They're, they're having quite the Christmas bash starting at 6 PM. It's a 16 person poker tournament 20 bucks a person. Am I in on that? Yes. Have I been practicing? Yes. Am I going to win? Maybe. I mean, it, it's tough to get through 16 players and, and really avoiding what can only be described. Well, they call it a bad beat, which is just truly, truly, truly horrible luck. Uh, we'll see if the angel of Jesus Santa Claus is is on my shoulder, and, uh, and I play good. But it should be fun. It's the kind of thing that I, I'm going to need a ride over there and going to have to Uber home. I was told I'm supposed to bring something, so I'm going to bring a, a fifth of whiskey and a fifth of mezcal. And then uh, I was also told something about ugly sweaters, but I don't play that game. Sorry, I'm just going to forget that part. I'm just going to forget. I don't... Maybe this is why I don't get invited to more things, because I only play the reindeer games halfway, but I, I have more important things to purchase 
that an ugly sweater for one party would really no no one's gonna care. I'm not gonna be the only one that's not wearing a sweater. Question five. What's the most outrageous story of the day? The most outrageous story. I mean, every day is full of outrageous stories. That's what makes them news. They're outrageous. Today, this Kentucky governor who just got voted out, Matt Bevins, but on his way out in a completely bewildering move, proving just how fucking crazy this fucking motherfucker is, decided to pardon and commute the sentences of all these people, many of them murderers, child rapists, whatever. Matt Bevins with a stroke of a pen. Hello, Kentucky! I don't know how much bourbon he had in the course of that process, but today he was on the radio. And he was defending his pardons, which are difficult to defend, including one person who is a child rapist. He was convicted of child raping a nine-year-old. And this now former governor of Kentucky, Matt Bevins, the reason he gave is there was no physical evidence because when they examined the nine-year-old, her hymen was still intact. I'm not sure if T.I. paid for that procedure or not, but like, what in the fuckity fuck? You're going off that? Especially when further research from the scholarly peer-reviewed magazine, the Forensic Science Journal, says 90%, that's 9 out of 10, 90% of child victims of sexual assault don't suffer physical damage from the abuse. Still, this child rapist, I believe he did 18 months, and then the stroke of a Matt Bevins pen, that's the most outrageous story of the day, Fishby. What's next? Question six. Does the impending Space Force give you a boner? Does it, does it give me a boner? Um, I mean, just about everything in life gives me a boner. I'm very, uh, very excitable, a uh, 44-year-old man. Um, I, it finally, ha- I mean, it's really happening. Trump has been boasting that he's been creating the Space Force, but in the brand new military budget he signed today, the Space Force was actually part of that. Uh, it's basically the U.S. Air Force Space Command, Uh, which is part of the United States Air Force, obviously, Uh, they're now transitioning and and will become the Space Force. The thing that does give me a boner, the thing that's really cool about it, is uh, imagine imagine saying that you worked at this place, uh, one Air Force base in Colorado and one Air Force base in California. They're not going to be Air Force bases anymore. You know what they're going to be? Space bases. How cool would it be to say you were, you know, yeah, yeah. I work at the, uh, I work at the space base. You want to see the space base? We can listen to Ace of, no, anyway. Space base! I work at the, I work at the space base. That's, uh, that's fun. That's fun. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Do you like the idea of an app? I'm going to tap that app. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Do you like the idea of an app that turns text into Morse code? 
do I like the idea of an app that turns text into Morse code? Um, I'm t- it's so stupid that I'm tempted to love it. Fish B, does it have a name? Does does when I tap that app, does it have a name? Trojan Morse horse? That's what that's what you're calling your app. Trojan Trojan Morse horse and and it turns text messages into 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 Morse co- text messages into Morse code. Is, is this something that's currently available in the App Store or the Google Play Store? Hopefully by the end of January 2021. I, I can't wait. We're going to be rich, Fish B. We're going to be rich. The Trojan Morse Horse. Good. Tap, tap that app. Uh, question eight. How will the trade war with China end? How will the trade war with China end? I don't know exactly how it's going to end. It, it, it's obviously a very complicated situation that President Trump has managed to create. Um but I'll bet dollars to donuts. In, in fact, I'll bet all the proceeds that Fish B and I will make from the Trojan Morse Horse app that before the election, let's say the last week of September, in a way just to juice the economy and really juice the stock market, because even though the stock market is reaching record highs every other day, it can still go further. There is money that's still on the sidelines that's awaiting the, the, the resolution to this trade war. And I don't think it's going to end, but there will be a major development signed to juice the stock market and make this hot economy even hotter about five weeks prior to Election Day. I will bet you, again, all the proceeds from the Trojan Morse horse tap that app. Question nine, if you don't mind me asking, how many prescriptions do you take every day? God, that's a, uh, that's a wildly personal question, but what the fuck? There's no shame in my game. Hold on, I have my bag over here. My pre- I have enough that I have a prescription bag. It's here next to my bed. Um, all right, the big bottle. There's uh, hold on, let's count these as we do them. There's uh, there's Depakote. That's a mood stabilizer. Take three of those a day, and then we got uh, Gabapentin. That works for the mental health, and it's also uh, for nerve pain. That's that that's two. So you kill two birds with one stone. Then Prozosin. Uh, you take this at night for uh, extreme nightmares. That's three. And then we have. Uh, Oh, clonopin, clonazepam, that's a that, that's a benzo. You can have up to one and a half of those a day for panic attacks. That's four. Uh, next uh, oh, Seroquel, that's for uh, that's for being bipolar. That's uh, that's we're already up to five. And then and then uh, Flexerol or cyclobenzaprine uh, uh, for when the back spasm gets really bad. My, my spine is held together literally by my screws and rods, and I have degenerative disc disease. Um, all right, so that, that's uh, that's six, and then and then oh, for heart failure, I take I take two drugs. I take something called lisinopril and something called carvedilol. That gets us to eight. 
eight eight daily prescriptions. And then if if you want to count the inhaler, uh, that'd be that'd be nine. Uh, I don't currently have a medical marijuana card, but I did I did last year. I'm just I mean, there's really no point to uh, to getting it almost in Washington State. Um, so so eight and a half. Let's, let's just call it eight. Let's not include the inhalers. So so eight magical prescriptions. I'm fit as a fiddle. I'm in the I'm in the best shape of my life. No doubt about it. Question ten. Who raised the most money coming off the sixth Democratic debate? Ooh, this is encouraging. This is very encouraging. Who raised the most money in the last 24-hour cycle? My girl, the next president of the United States of America for Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar. $800,000. It's the most money she's raised during any day of this campaign campaign where Mayor Pete and Elizabeth Warren probably peaked too soon before Iowa. Here comes Amy Klobuchar. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Next up, Fishby, what do we got? Lucky number 11. How's your religion going? Yeah, my, 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 my religion of one. Uh, first it, it's not a religion. It's a, it's a philosophy, which is, which is completely different than a religion. Now, now, before you knew that I was uh, part Rastafarian, agnostic, atheist, Buddhist, and, and 1% Methodist, which made me a Rastagnath Budmido. A Rastagnath Budmido is what I was. But uh, upon careful review of my philosophy, since it is a philosophy of one, I'm dropping the atheist part. I mean, atheist, I'm not smart enough to definitively declare that there is no God. Uh, do, do, do I have my doubts? Certainly. Am I suspicious? You bet I am. Uh, but that's, well, I think that's covered under the umbrella of agnostic, which makes me, so if we drop the atheist, now I'm a Rust Agnabamito. A Rust Agnabamito. So that's my uh, philosophy of one. And uh, it's going great. It's going great. Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Are we still winning the 2020 iHeartRadio Podcast of the Year Award? Are we... Uh, um, here's the deal, Fish B. We were never going to win the 2020 iHeartRadio Podcast of the Year Award. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You and me, my friend, we're going to win the 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast of the Year Award. No, I don't also think we'll win an award for App of the Year. I've just, just, I don't, I hate to, uh, I hate to pull the Jake breaks on, uh, on this semi. But uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Question 14. And yes, I know what we did there. There's a reason we skipped. Uh, question 14. If you were offered a talk radio job, would you take it? Wow, that's a, that's a very, very complex question. Um, would I... I mean, it would... 
I don't think I'm quite healthy enough yet. I don't, I don't believe I'm there yet. I, I just never know when my health is going to kind of, kind of fall off a cliff on me. Uh, so, so it would, although, although I really, the, the ego in me would certainly be tempted to try again. I'm just not confident how long it would, it, it would last. Um, I mean, a lot of days I can, I, I can barely muster the strength and, and behind the scenes, it, it, uh, it ta- it takes a lot just to just to uh, physically and mentally pull off this this you know thirty minute podcast Monday through Friday. So, but if again with my ego, if it was if it was the exact right situation and they came with checkbook open, uh, I mean I I'd certainly listen. Uh, so something that uh, I mean it's kind of talk radio, but but not quite. I'd be willing to do. Half, I'd be willing to do like an hour show a day on on Sirius XM. I believe Zerlina Maxwell is the uh, is 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 head of progressive programming over at Sirius XM. So if you know Zerlina, uh, tell her that that if she calls, no promises. I'm a very difficult negotiator, but I'd answer the phone. I would I would take that call, but uh, again, that's a uh, that's a very, very difficult question for me. I mean, ideally, I'd say, yeah, of course, but it's things are not that simple. Question 15. If you couldn't wear Nikes, what footwear would you rock? Like just in terms of sneakers? Because I have shoes that aren't Nikes, but they're like 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 boat swagger. They're like more like uh, like casual dress shoes or even shoes that would be appropriate with a suit. Um, see, when you grow up playing basketball in the Pacific Northwest, which, which I did, there is only one brand of sneaker that's appropriate and that's Nike's. I've, I've never worn any other kind of sneakers going back to elementary school. If I had to wear another shoe, I love Usain Bolt. I would wear Pumas. Yeah. Pumas. That's what I'd go with. They look, they look very comfy. Those, those Pumas. New Balances are, are too trendy. Adidas, Adidas makes some nice shoes, but eh, I'd, I'd go, uh, I'd go Puma. What a, what a, what a brilliant question! Whoever, uh, whoever got that into the fishbowl, way to go! No Nobel Prize for you. Question sixteen: uh, What do you do before every show? You pervert, pervert. What do I? You're assuming that I do something that's not, that's unbecoming. Before every show, I, I didn't used to have uh, a pre-show ritual, believe it or not. But uh, I've just recently started. Before every show, I, I sit down in a, in a style. When I was in kindergarten, don't take offense. They, I, I'm 44. They called it Indian style. Uh, when my kids went to school, they call it crisscross applesauce. In yoga, it's it's called something completely different. But I, I like to sit down for five minutes. And I just, I, I just breathe as deep as I can and as juicy exhale as I can for five minutes. Not only is it relaxing, not only does it kind of clear the space out between my ears so I can, so I can come into the show good. Uh, also, I, I don't know if this helps at all, 
but I don't think it can hurt trying to get as much oxygen into your body as possible by taking those deep breaths. Like I don't, you know, I have, again, there's no, I, I have no science behind that, but I think trying to flood your brain with as much oxygen as possible before the show isn't, is, isn't the worst idea. I mean, it, it, it certainly can't be bad for you. On to our last question. Question 17, as always, comes from our nine-year-old executive producer, Isaiah, the tiny player. And by the way, Isaiah, there was a big... Cer- I'm so sad that I missed this. But there was, there was a big... Not a big, but there was a little ceremony at his, at his karate class. And, uh, and he, 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 he moved up belts. No longer a white belt, no longer be Not only was he the first kid in his class to crack not one but two boards, Isaiah the Tiny Player is now a yellow belt and henceforth handling all my security. Handles all my security from now on. Kid's a yellow belt. Don't fuck with him. Uh, tonight, Isaiah writes, who wins the Super Bowl? Ooh, that's a, that's a kind of prediction game that me and Fish B get down with. I mean, the team that's playing the best right now by far and away is the Baltimore Ravens. I'm kind of rooting for the Baltimore Ravens. I love the Lamar Jackson story, but that's that's too easy. It's I can't just say the betting favorite in Vegas. So I'm Patriot. I don't know if I believe this. I have real doubts about this, but what's popping into Fishbee's fishbowl and hence my brain as we are telepathically linked, the San Francisco 49ers, a team that has my favorite player uh, still in the league, uh, Mr. Richard Sherman. So, And, uh, and that, that's, uh, that, that's all the questions from the fishbowl. And of course, now this is usually when we go to our big finale, the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, now simply known as the finale, to break up any confusion. But we, we've done this every single show this week, and this can't go on forever, but I do kind of like the way that... I, li- I, li- I like sending you out to the world on a positive note. You know, I, I think that's a good thing. Like oxygen to the brain. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. So once again, we will go, we will open up the world according to Mr. Rogers, Important Things to Remember by Fred Rogers. Let's just randomly open up to a page. Every different page has something different. Tonight is page 110. And on page 110 reads, A young apprentice applied to a master carpenter for a job. The older man asked him, Do you know your trade? Yes, sir, the young man replied proudly. Have you ever made a mistake? The older man inquired. No, sir, the young man answered, feeling certain he would get the job. Then there's no way I'm going to hire you, said the master carpenter, because when you make one, you won't know how to fix it. Ah, oh, the world according to Mr. Rogers. Ugh. Good stuff, Fishby. Good stuff. All right, that's uh, that's another casual Friday 
in the books. Have the best weekend ever. I mean, especially this weekend. I mean, God, I know there's parties to go to, but there's going to be so many cops and so many drunks on the road. Find a way not to drive. Be safe this weekend. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. You know I love you. Fish B and I, back on Monday. Adios, amigo.